0: welcome to a time of worship and prayer to connect with our creator heart soul and mind in matthew 22 the sadducees ask jesus what the greatest commandment is his answer is twofold he replies you shall love the lord your god with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind this is the great and first commandment the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So friends, this time is a time set aside for us to worship and pray, not only with our minds, but with our hearts and our souls, so that we can be transformed from the inside out and love our neighbors as ourselves. My hope with these weekly meditations is to give us space to reflect on what we heard in the sermon on Sunday. How do we take what we heard and know in our heads to be true and let it transform our hearts into the likeness of Christ? So wherever you are, I just invite you to take a deep breath in through the nose and let it out through the mouth. In through the nose. And out through the mouth. One more time, in through the nose and out through the mouth inhale through the nose seal the lips and exhale through the nose then just continue to breathe with your own rhythm of breath inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the nose Genesis 2:7 says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. So as you're here breathing in through the nose and out through the nose, I just invite you to take a moment to give thanks to the one who gave you that breath and know that he is as close to you as your next breath. Now I invite you to just begin to notice what your breath is like. Where do you feel your breath in your body? What's the pace of your breath? Can you begin to notice the quality, maybe even the temperature of your breath? As you breathe in, is your breath high up in your chest or can you begin to let it come all the way down to the bottom of your belly letting your ribs expand letting your belly expand and then as you breathe out imagine you're emptying a balloon releasing that stale air that no longer serves you making room for fresh life giving oxygen and then just continue to let each breath become a little longer and a little slower than the last And now i invite you to just begin to notice your body if you're seated in a chair i invite you to plant your feet firmly on the ground and sit up nice and tall or maybe you're walking as you're listening to this if so just begin to notice your feet as they move along the ground wherever you are and whatever you're doing can you relax your shoulders away from your ears relax your jaw unfurl your brow and just continue to breathe deeply the breath of life to connect our minds to our hearts and our souls we're going to practice breath prayer this practice of breath prayer is the intentional linking of our breath with a word or a short phrase our breathing is something that comes naturally it's automatic continuous and involuntary And when we let our inhales and our exhales represent an intentionally chosen prayer, we begin to live out Paul's instructions in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, to pray without ceasing. So in the quiet of your heart, on your next inhale, whisper, only you. And as you exhale, can make it make sense. Inhale, only you. And exhale can make it make sense. Take a moment to just breathe and pray it out with your own rhythm of breath. Inhaling only you, and exhaling can make it make sense. This week, Aaron tackled chapters four and five of the book of Revelation. If I'm honest, there was so much good stuff in this sermon that I feel intimidated to even begin to write this. But what the Lord is telling me to focus on is the part of the sermon that brought tears to my eyes. And once those floodgates opened, I couldn't stop. So friends, that's where we're headed today, to the first place in the sermon where the Lord pierced my heart. Aaron began the sermon with talking about the history of the emperors, He took us from Julius Caesar all the way through to Domitian. He shared how cruel Domitian was and how big his ego was. Aaron shared that everywhere Domitian went, he had 24 singers singing around him. Our Lord and our God, you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power. He showed us pictures of the ruins of Domitian's temple and then an artist's rendering of what the temple would have looked like. At the temple there was a 27-foot tall statue of Domitian with his right hand arm with his right arm raised as a symbol of power and in his right hand he held scrolls. Aaron said in the scrolls are the words of life and death. The scrolls are supposed to contain the words that make everything make sense. And Domitian has them because he is trying to say I am worthy so let's read Revelation 5 it says then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back sealed with seven seals and I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals and no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever and the four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshiped let's go back to Revelation 5 1 through 4 and just focus on that it says then I saw Or to look into it. Aaron paused here and he said, If we can't look at the scroll, how do we know what it says? But if we keep reading, Revelation 5:5 5, 5 says, And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Aaron paused here and said, only Jesus can make it make sense. As soon as he said that, the tears began to flow from my eyes and I couldn't get them to stop. Friends, this is my story. All my life I've been looking for it to make sense. I searched and I searched, always looking for something to help me figure out who I am and what it's all for. And for so long, I came up empty. There was always this void I was trying to fill, and I would fill it with anything and everything. And then I found Jesus, and he made it all make sense. The funny thing about that is that it doesn't make any sense at all. There are so many things in my life and the world around me that don't make sense. But because I know who is on the throne of the universe, I can trust that it makes sense to him and i don't have to have it all figured out i can rest knowing that he is in control and that when i get into spaces where it doesn't make sense and i cry out god where are you in all this i can pause and remind myself of the truth of implication number four that when i spend time in the throne room of heaven i realize that god still sits on the throne he is not afraid unsettled or insecure about what happens here on earth and neither should I be so friends that's my question to you today are you in a space where you're trying to grasp for control and make it make sense are you trying to fill the void with anything and everything except for Jesus or can you begin to relax your grip and trust that God is on the throne and that he is not afraid unsettled or insecure about what's happening here on earth. So we don't have to be either. So I invite you to just take a moment and reflect where you're at. My next question to you is this, how often do you spend time in the throne room with God? How often do you go to him just to be in his presence? It's in this space that the truth washes over us and through us, that he is on the throne of the universe, and because of that, we can be at peace. Maybe as I say these words, you're thinking, what does that even look like? to spend time in the throne room in the presence of God. If that's you, please reach out to me. I'd love to talk with you and share with you what that looks like for me. I'll put my contact info in the show notes. Or maybe as I say this, you're feeling a nudge in your spirit to come back to your practice of being in the throne room with what God looks like. Wherever you are, there's no condemnation, no guilt, My invitation for you is to simply become aware of where you are at. And once you know where you're at, start there. So take a moment and reflect. Ask yourself, what does my practice of spending time in the throne room with God look like? God, what is it that you're calling me to in order to spend time in your throne room with you? So take some time and talk with God about these questions. Father God, I am so grateful for your word. I'm so grateful for the way that Aaron teaches the context of your word to make it come alive. Lord, thank you that you are worthy to open the scroll, that you are on the throne and only you can make it make sense. Lord, forgive me for the times when I have searched for other things and placed other things on the throne of my heart. Lord, I know that it is you and only you that belongs on the throne and i say to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever it's in your name that i pray amen